Live from New York, it's the show that likes Chris Healy's vest. It's first things first on today's show. Phillies hit five home runs and take game three. Why this series might not be headed back to Houston. Meanwhile, Kyle Shanahan says he's open to bringing Odell back. But we'll tell you why OBJ shouldn't go to San Francisco. And finally, oh, it's what you've been waiting for all week since Halloween even. The big highlights of the week for children all across the country was Halloween and then the tears alongside Chris Broussard. I'm Kevin Wilds. Nick, are there any surprises? I don't. I always ask. There's that. never well, any surprises. Well, there are surprises we know all who's the time. Number one. There's surprises all the time. And I told you guys last week, if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. I penalized teams who were on a bye last week. The Chiefs were on a bye this week. So Ooh, let's see. Penalized. Okay. We'll see. We'll, yeah. Stay with us. I'm we're going to uh, start I'm here in Brooklyn. Nets blow a lead, lose to the Bulls. Nick Wright What's in attendance, changed? booing loudly. No. <laughs> Kyrie goes scoreless for three quarters. Ends up with four points. Four points. Nick, I'm going to start with Brew. <laughs> you should. <laughs> what do you make of Kyrie's four-point performance? All right. Well, obviously, look, it wasn't good. It was his worst performance as a net, and it was the first time in his career that he's played at least 30 minutes and scored four points. Mm-hmm. You, the, the, if the someone said it was the career. worst game of his career, they would have an argument. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. He, he was horrible. Um, but I'm going to be – and I'm not trying to be funny. I'm mm-hmm. not trying to defend the Nets or my Nets pick. I'm hopeful because last night was the first time that I saw the outside noise, the off-the-court distractions, obviously of his own doing, affect Kyrie Irving's game. All right, usually he's able to play his game no matter what. But that made you hopeful? Here's why. And I was going to say, but all the times he's gone back to Cleveland, gone back to Boston, you know, the first game back after the vaccination situation, he played well, Mm -hmm. put up big numbers. Last night it really impacted him. It looked like the stress and the strain had finally gotten to him. Mm -hmm. And I'm hopeful because maybe – My hope is that that will lead him to do the right thing. Maybe, I don't know if he's seen, you know, the MBPA, of which he's an official. Uh, They released a statement about him. Um, I've talked to some ex-players who've talked to, one guy told me he talked to like a dozen ex-players, and all of them are like with Charles Barkley that Kyrie should be suspended or worse. Some or worse. Shaq and Barkley. Yes. Get him up. Yeah. He, he, I don't know if he's seeing that he doesn't have the support that he thought he might have or what. I don't know what it is. Maybe he is stunned by the, the level of, of the way people are going at him. But my hope is that Kyrie will come out. Mm. And, and I don't think he was trying to be harmful. I don't think he was trying to be anti-Semitic. I think he was trying to be pro-black. But pro-black is not synonymous with anti-white or anti-Jew. And I hope he comes out and apologizes for the anti-Semitic well, stuff that was in the documentary, listen, the book I, that he promoted, and gets back to basketball and begins playing his game. Can I tell you who doesn't believe that's what he's going to do? The Brooklyn Nets, because they're afraid to let him talk. The, the Brooklyn Nets, Kyrie Irving, once upon a time a voice for the voiceless, has now had his voice taken away from him by his own team because, in sh- the words of the wisdom of Sean Marks, you know, it, it, I think it's better for everyone for Kyrie Irving to not be able to speak to the media. Do you think so, there's any part of that? I tried to find the most optimistic spin yeah. on that because I felt like that was an was embarrassment, embarrassment to the Nets yeah. and the league as a whole, that maybe he's supposed to meet with the 
Anti-Defamation League, and then then that's when he'll come out. Yeah, again. I mean, I'm hope, trying to find hope, maybe. But here's what I know: we now have more than a half decade of evidence that Kyrie Irving either is in or goes to great basketball situations and lights them ablaze. We can go year by year by year. From the moment he walked off the court in the 2017 NBA Finals after they lost to the Golden State Warriors with Durant, here's what Kyrie has gone into the season with. Here's how it's ended. 2018, the Cavs are the preseason favorites to win the East. Second best title odds overall. Kyrie then demands a trade. He then misses the postseason with an injury, and his team, the Celtics, reach the conference finals without him. The very next season, he is with Boston. And what happens? The very next season, the Celtics are the favorites to win the East. They have the second-best title odds. Kyrie Irving makes odd comments about the young guys throughout the year after saying he wants to be there forever. And then, as they lose four straight games... He melts down. He has 19 points per game while demanding to guard Giannis, shooting 30% from the field. The very next year, he goes to the Brooklyn Nets. Now, they were projected to be a top four seed, not champion, because KD was out. Their record actually gets worse. They finish below 500, and Kyrie skips the bubble entirely. The very next year, now KD is back, and the Nets are co-favorites to win the East, the second-best title odds overall. Kyrie takes multiple leaves of absences, which, in some people's mind, force is one of the reasons the Nets mortgage their whole future for James Harden, because they can't rely on Kyrie Irving to be there. And then, in the second round of the playoffs, his body breaks down, he turns his ankle, he's not there. The very next season, the Nets are the overwhelming favorites to win the title. And Kyrie Irving submarines the entire thing by refusing to get vaccinated, being a part-time player, and then plays poorly in round one, and they are swept. This year... The Brooklyn Nets have top four title odds. And two weeks into the season, he has created a firestorm via social media usage and the embarrassing press conference. His head coach is fired. The Nets are two and six. And he's coming off a four-point game. That is six years in a row of Kyrie Irving being in one of the best basketball situations imaginable. Five of the last six take out the Durant injury year, but he could just stay in Boston. The first year in Brooklyn, too. He got hurt. He got hurt during the season. Yep. Um, And nearly every single one of those years, it all goes terribly, and he is patient zero of it. Like, I I am, you are a smart guy. You also have a very empathetic heart, so I understand why you are hoping for the best outcome. But from a logical perspective, why on earth would you expect Kyrie Irving to act any differently than he has acted over the entirety of his NBA adult life? Well, whether I expect it or not, if I'm the Nets, I don't know if you're asking should the Nets just cut him. I would keep him for sure. It's the last year. Now, if he can, if he doesn't handle this properly and this thing grows, you know, the, the anti-Semitic situation continues to grow, then maybe you got a different situation. But assuming he handles it properly, I believe I would give it a shot without question because he's a great basketball what, player. Is he though? Yes, he is. But he, that's is he there a are a lot guy? of guys that haven't won in this game. Pistol Pete Maravich never won. Okay, no, in this I understand game. that, but even came close. But he has not had a significant impact on winning or a significant postseason moment outside of round one in six years. 
Okay, so, so, so but he's like, got one of the biggest shots I, in I, NBA I, history. I, I, I'm not saying and he, he averaged what 28 in that final. Yeah, but that was so long ago. That was so. It was long six ago. years ago. Yeah, six. That's that's it's a long time. That's a career for a lot of guys. But, but that's half a career. Okay, for a that's great fine. Player. I'm just saying he's still a great individual player. I don't, I don't now he's got to play winning basketball. Well, that's what I'm talking. But about. his teams aren't terrible. It's not like he's putting up these bad numbers on teams that don't even make the playoffs. No, but like the Celtics, the Celtics were excellent without him. Mediocre well, when, with him. Remember his first year there, they went 22 and four, I believe. Oh, and then he got hurt. Yeah, and they and made then the they conference could, they finals well. without him. And then he came comes back, and they lose in five in round two. And then he leaves, and two years later they're in the NBA finals. They're in the conference. They're two years later in the conference finals, and three years later in the NBA finals. Right. That we, we don't have evidence that Kyrie Irving without LeBron James there. Is a winning player. We have okay. That's fair. But is he? Is we have? We could say that about a lot of players. How much evidence do we have about Paul George? Okay, but Paul. The thing is, Paul George has never correct. Uh, he doesn't you know, never light what? the room on he, fire. He has. He has oh, never course, destroyed def- a team. Absolutely. But if so, you want to talk about Kyrie's personality but, but and his off-the-court distractions, think through sure. that. Like the chemistry of a team is what makes the team a championship team. Between the Draymond and Jordan Poole incident, we talked about, you know what, the team's culture is so strong, they'll be able to get over that. The opposite of that is the Brooklyn Nets, where they have multiple fires to put out, and we barely talk about basketball with the Brooklyn Nets. So the question I have for you is this. Suppose, and let's cross our fingers, that Kyrie meets with ADL and comes out and, and recognizes the error of his ways. Do you think he's going to pitch a perfect game from here well, on out? Right. That's exactly. Go ahead. <sighs> I, I I hope so. I, I mean, look, I, I didn't. Th- I thought he'd pitch a perfect game from day one this but season. That was right. Yeah. And, and then rude, this comes that was out silly. I, I, that's now, the I, look, I, I'm so you you guys are saying right now the Nets should release Kyrie Irving. I am saying that the Nets the the, the Nets need to salt the earth and start over the way they needed to after the Paul Pierce Kevin Garnett thing. I agree. It's over. It's no. done. And and Bill Simmons reported today, I don't even know if he meant to report it, but said today on his podcast that prior to these tweets, the Nets were shopping Kyrie Irving. I think now there's probably no market for right. no say. real market for him. But I th- this was the reason that and we, we joked about it before there was this really ugly side of it after Kyrie's tweets, but of the next-year Nets, the reason it was funny is because they always look good until Kyrie does the inevitable Kyrie stuff. Right. And I do think it's fair to call it inevitable. So you're right. Like, <clears throat> what has Fred Van Vliet shown he can win except for when Kawhi Leonard's there, okay? You can say with a lot of people. But I know Fred Van Vliet isn't going to all of a sudden cause a franchise, you know, rocking embarrassment. League rocking. League Here's rocking. A, look, leaders. if I can trade Kyrie Irving, <laughs> which I agree with you, there's no market for him. But if I could trade him, I would. If I can't, I assuming, like you said, Wiles, that he handles this thing correctly, then I'm playing him and seeing how it goes. And he, We're done with him next year. I hate to say it. This could be Kyrie's last year in the league. 
I think a lot of people think that's probable unless they have this miraculous run and get to the finals or at least the conference finals or something. And he's fly. He, like you said, pitches a no hitter, but this could very easily be his last year in the league. And that's what I hope. Like I said, I hope the stress and strain wore him down last night. And that's why he scored four points. So he can wreck. There's nothing wrong with being wrong. Okay. Or making a mistake, come out and own it and admit you made a mistake and change your See, way. I That's think, what he needs to do. Because he's playing for his basketball life. Yes, Nick. but I don't think he... I think even if he recognizes that, he thinks that is because he is a martyr and being persecuted. I, I the, My honest-to-God opinion of this... of the I, Do I think Kyrie Irving is an anti-Semite? Absolutely not. Do I think it is more likely than not he didn't even watch that whole three-hour movie? Right. Absolutely. And do I think that... I, I believed him at the press conference. I was searching my name. I saw this. Seemed interesting. And then, like a lot of people we know, usually immature people in some measures, felt boxed in. And instead of folding their hand and being like, hey, guys, I got to tell you something. Everyone was mad at me about this. I wasn't even paying that much attention. I thought it was interesting. I'm very interested in African-American and African heritage. I apologize. He felt boxed in. So he said, I'm going to punch my way out. That's who he is, and I think this is one corner. He's not going to be able to punch his way he's out. He's not. And, and, I, and I think I the only option he has that. is to fold his hand, and he doesn't seem like a fold-my-hand type of guy, Wilds. Right, well said. We're going to leave that there. We're going to talk Odell uh, maybe going to the 49ers after the break. First things first. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. Time for our weekly Where in the World is OBJ segment. Today edition, today's edition, maybe the 49ers? Here's Shanahan. We're open to discussions with everybody. Oh, good. <laughs> we look into everything. You don't have to worry about the trade deadline with him because he's out there and he's available. <laughs> yep, we know. We know that. Uh, I've always been a fan of Odell. We turned that into a full segment. <laughs> Broussard, is this a good idea? Absolutely. Why not? Why not? I mean, what, what is wrong with bringing in Odell Beckham Jr.? This reminds me of him going to the Rams. When he went to the Rams, he was the fourth option, right? You had Robert Woods, you had Cooper Cup, you had Van Jefferson. And then Woods gets injured, and he moves up and obviously plays well. Mm -hmm. San Francisco, same situation. They got, obviously, great guys in front of him. 
But guess what about those great guys? They're all injury prone, right? Debo, Debo didn't play last week. Christian McCaffrey hasn't had a full season since like 2019. And Kittles was hurt, what, a couple years ago. So just in case for insurance, for explosiveness, because you're not going to be able to focus on OBJ. Mm-hmm. So he could come out there and do work. So for those reasons, absolutely, Coach. I think it's – if you – look, I wouldn't win a bidding war for him. I wouldn't, like, go all out and spend a ton of money. But if I can get him for a reasonable price, no question I want him. So in those, those press conferences, when you get asked a question about a good player who's on the street, you always say really nice things because you don't know what's going to come up. But I'd say more importantly, if it's a player that someone in your division potentially wants – you say really nice things about oh. it so that you can raise the value of nice, what it's going to cost good. them. So even if you have no interest at all, the thing that players need is they need competition when they're negotiating contracts. So if, if you're thinking about going to the Rams, of course we're interested. Of course we'd pay you a lot of money. Of course we'd, we, we'd do anything you know, we could to get you just to raise that price for our competition because it doesn't hurt you at all to, to do that. In terms of him coming in as a player, he said they have a lot of injured players. Well, Odell's been injured. He's right. got a second injury to his ACL. He's turning 30 years old. And during the regular season for the Rams, he was productive. I'd say his greatest value, though, was during the playoffs. He was extremely productive mm-hmm. there. And to wait as long as you possibly can with the injury, that to me is where a guy like Odell has the greatest <clears throat> value. Yeah, I wouldn't do it. What? I wouldn't, so I wouldn't do it for two reasons. What, the first reason is that I, I don't think Odell Beckham Jr., makes sense as a team's fifth option. And that's what he would well, be. I just don't. But he was, what, fourth in L.A.? I, I mean, I felt, I, I felt, yes, but he became the second option very quickly. When he signed, he was fourth, right? He had just, and by the way, his stock was an all-time low, so what happened in Cleveland. Then, like, the day after he signed was when, was it Robert Woods right. tore his knee? Then all of a sudden he's third, and then he becomes their second option. He is not jumping ahead of Debo, Christian McCaffrey, Ayuk, or Kittle. He's not. So he is their fifth option, barring injury. I understand that. But I also don't like my insurance policy for oft-injured players to be another oft-injured player. But the other reason I wouldn't do it is much like in basketball for a long time, you're like, hey, what do the Spurs do? We should do that. For a long time in the football was the Patriots. One thing that the one of the model organizations of the moment, and I apologize for bringing them up, the Chiefs did yesterday that is interesting. Is they traded away? <laughs> Hold on. Wait a second. You're going to sure agree you with apologize. me. Here. Coach, you're going to agree with me here. No, but they have had sustained success over the last half decade. You think Reed's very smart. They obviously have a smart front office. They traded away a veteran corner in Fenton, who's a mediocre player. Why? Because they wanted to get their rookies, who they just invested draft picks in, on the field. The Niners this year spent a premium pick, a third round pick on a wide receiver, who ne- already can't see the field in Danny Gray. Blocking your guys from getting reps, blocking your guys from getting experience is not the way to build sustained success when you are not going to be able to recoup those guys in next year's draft. (coughs) Excuse me, because you've traded away all those picks. You need those guys to be impact players. So if I'm looking for a fifth option, I would look for the guy that I just drafted, not Odell, to learn a system, come in, and then leave this offseason. That, to me, doesn't make sense. But if you've got a young player that's not contributing at this point, usually if if the guy's showing some progress in practice, you're getting him some reps. If he's not contributing, maybe it's not going to work out, and you say, okay, we'll push it off to when Trey Lance comes back, and we'll let them develop together. 
What, what Odell is, is you're going to rent him for a short amount of time to help you try to get over the hump. And even if he's a down-the-line option, if people have to push coverage to him, that helps everybody you have that, that are our core guys. I just and, go ahead. And Nick, look, I'm sure Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch are like, we, tr- we are trying to win a Super Bowl this year. OBJ certainly enhances your chances of doing that. We think of the Niners as this great franchise, which they are. They have been. But guess what? They haven't won a Super Bowl since 1994. Yeah. They've no, been to a couple, but they haven't won in almost 30 but years. they have so the best weapons in the league already. They, they, have the, they, they have a first-team All-Pro at every skill position. And they have their number two receivers, awesome, in Ayuk, one of the best number two receivers in football. Odell, teams that make sense for Odell, teams that are want to be in the playoffs and need someone as a, a, a dynamic threat immediately, your Patriots make sense. I hate to say it, but they do. They're not the Titans them. make a lot of sense for Odell. It, it can't just be Derrick Henry. The Giants. The, the Giants, Giants let's go. make a lot of sense for Odell. Do you want Those him teams. somewhere where he might be the number one option? The, I think somewhere – I don't think he – it makes sense for him to go somewhere where he might get zero targets in repeated weeks. And the Niners are that place. The Niners are not – how many – Jimmy Garoppolo isn't exactly known for going through his progressions, guys. It's first read and go. Yeah. He's not going to be the first read on hardly anything. Just got to draw it up for Odell. Throw it to Odell. Okay, Jimmy's like, yeah, I got you. <laughs> but there's a good chance that, that those first two or three options are not going to be playing in the game. So if then right. you can substitute in Odell – very. For that player, then then you've got a, a really good answer. Again, my issue would be how healthy is he, and and how does is he going to affect team chemistry, and what kind of deal is he looking for? He's looking for a short term deal where similar to to the Rams situation, yeah. he can come in, he can pop, he can show that he he's healthy, he can make a difference, and then go get paid. He's going to want to go to a team that can win and is going to go deep into the playoffs. Coach, we were we were talking about off camera um, earlier this week about Kenny Galladay. Where, like, what's the deal with Kenny Galladay? And then basically some of the consensus from some of the p- football people who are like, oh, he doesn't have it. Like, he basically lost can't his get step off and can't get off the line. Oh, I mean, when you bring in Odell, who has had two knee injuries, what do you do to say, like, hey, are you still the same Odell? You look like the same Odell, but are you actually the same Odell? Or, or are you just, you know, well, not that, done, but are you, are you taking a step back that, that – you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna work him out. You're gonna have your doctors take a look at him. You're gonna try to get a sense of where he is physically, and then you're gonna try to structure the contract to reward him for for production and to reward him for the good things that he can potentially do. But I don't think that's the kind of contract that Odell's gonna want. He's not gonna necessarily want. I've got to chase all the money in this contract. Mm-hmm. But if you give him enough incentives to where. If he comes in and he's the player you hope he is, mm-hmm. and he's the player that he hopes he is, you're happy to pay the extra money for the production that, that he gives you, and, and then at least it mitigates your downside. I just don't think the, the, the other element of this is if, he, if the way you get him is an incentive contract, I, and Odell, to his credit, and you know I've been an Odell defender and supporter for as long as we've known each other, last year was a perfect citizen with the Rams and was awesome in the playoff run. But if, if we all agree that when they're healthy, he would be their fifth option. Maybe you like him more than Ayuk. I don't at this point in his career. I, he'd be their fifth option at best fourth option. Having it, his money tied into how many targets he gets or how many catches he gets, how much yards, how much touchdowns, that seems like you are potentially setting yourself up for a tumultuous situation when you don't need to. The Niners are already 
trying to bring in uh, and get involved in their offense a totally new player in McCaffrey that they're going to have to build a lot of the offense out for. To then, three weeks later, add another big personality that is not at a position of need just but doesn't make sense. Can you really sense. compare the personality of Christian McCaffrey and Odell Beckham in terms of a big personality. No, no. When I say another big personality, I mean another big personality in the locker room. Because I think the locker room has big personalities, which I don't think is a bad thing. And McCaffrey, a guy who's going to take a big chunk of the offense. I think that offense is, I think right now, Debo and Kittle and Ayuk are already going to see all of their uh, opportunities decrease somewhat because McCaffrey might be the most talented player on their offense right now. So they bring him in. To bring in Odell, it just seems... I don't see the need, and I see the downside to it, and it's temporary. I, I don't know. It just doesn't make the – if I were listing the teams that should go after Odell Beckham Jr., wouldn't the Niners be close to the bottom for everybody? Teams that need Odell Beckham Jr. List them 1 through 32. Well, he, he's obviously not ready to go because, because if right. he was, we'd see a lot more of him out there. He'd be marketing. So there's going to be some time, and who knows what's going to happen from an injury perspective. So from a head coaching perspective, I talk about the guy in, in great terms and glowing terms. If he wants to go to the Rams, I raise the, his value that, that they have to pay him. And if we need him, at least maybe we have that option if one of my guys who historically gets hurt gets hurt. Okay. Odell to the Patriots. Seems like that's settled. <laughs> Coming up after the break. Oh, we're talking more Patriots. Mac Jones versus the oh, Prince yeah. who was promised. Oh, and I got you to say it. I'm okay oh. saying it now because it doesn't feel like it has any bite. It doesn't feel like it has any <laughs> Sophomore slump for the entire class minus Mac Jones. Here are some second really? year cute. Mac's got too many dances and not enough wins. I'm sorry. Trevor Lawrence, the Prince who was promised, is two and six. This is all coming off a stellar season where I think he won two games last year. Zach Wilson's 4-1, but he just got obliterated by Mac Jones. Trey Lance was here for a cup of coffee, and he's now rehabbing. Justin Fields beat Mac Jones in probably the best game of his career. And Mac, the baby goat Jones, out there looking like Jordan, wearing the 2-3. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> bro, who's oh. the franchise quarterback of that group? Look, I... I don't I, – I hate to do this because so it rarely one. happens. got to pick one. No, he doesn't. Yeah. Buying any second-year quarterback well, well, can be a franchise. franchise. Let me say this. One. I'm going to up-franchise quarterback to star, okay? Because these – I, I mean, I think several, several of these guys could <laughs> be – could be started. Marcus Mariota is a starter now on a team okay, that might make the Starter or star? I thought no. it said star. Hold on. No, no, no he, he did. Mariota is a star. Did I you say star? Hold on. Stop. I'm We're saying a star. We got to do this. Stop. Which Stop. one of these guys is going to be a star? I got you. Just let me jump in. I'm just saying not a starter Bro, three years from now. Everyone's confused. So let me just try to help. Wilde screwed up the question. You then didn't help. The, the what question is supposed to be. Yeah. Is, are any of these guys going to be a franchise quarterback? Maybe yeah. Long-term starter. Okay. Who okay. are upping it to? Will any of them be a star? Like a really good quarterback. Yes. Better than feel... Andy Dalton. Okay, they're... we're three right. minutes Andy into Dalton this segment. Was... Give me a yes. name. Andy Dalton was now. a franchise quarterback. Not, uh, he I'm was. Not Andy Dalton. Yes. I'm not saying. Who are the guys on the I'm graphic? going above Dalton. <laughs> oh, okay. gosh. Trevor Lawrence. No. And I don't want to steal Nick's thunder because I know this is about? the prince. Trevor, here's why. See, of course it's true. he's got every wilds. What's he got? He's got Give the size. He's got the arm strength. He's got a five he's and got twenty a record. Solid character. Solid character. He is like great. That's important. Library. Strong intangibles. Here's the deal. 
This is like his rookie year because it was so dysfunctional last year where Urban Meyer didn't have a chance. Come on. I look at him a lot like Tua. Now, they're different quarterbacks. But I'm saying I look at him like Tua. People were down on Tua prematurely because he was injured. Ryan Fitzpatrick was there. The coaching staff didn't believe in him. And people were ready to write him off too quickly. I think that's what you're doing with Trevor Lawrence. Next year, Nick, I don't know if this was a take of yours coming up. Next year is the year he blows. Nick thought it was this year. It's still Next year is the year he blows up. <laughs> They're getting him weapons. Travis Etienne is great. They just traded for Calvin Ridley. They got Ridley this year. Christian it's Curse. obviously Trevor, it's Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Everyone's mad at Trevor Lawrence because they scored 17 against Denver. That's good. Denver allows 14 a game. One team has scored 20 against Denver all year. Let's go through the other guys, okay? Zach Wilson throw has been – yeah. oh. Listen, yeah. so I, I'm going to yeah, get to that coach. Yeah. My goodness gracious. Sorry. <laughs> make I picked the, the wrong game. Starter, star, the, franchise okay. quarterback, <laughs> Andy Dalton. That side of the table. Okay. That side of the table. Okay. I'll be honest. This isn't going on there. <laughs> this side of the table is going to be I'm the cogent okay. analysis Good. side, okay? Good. Let's go through it. Zach Wilson has been objectively terrible. Okay? He's very he's been and there's he also was a guy that coming out of BYU, it was like a lot of arm talent, but oh boy, a lot of questions. Right. Okay. Right? Yeah. Trey Lance Got it. is an in slash A. Yeah. We have no idea. He was the biggest question mark, yeah. not applicable. There's just no the the he was the biggest question mark because he barely played in college. He played small college. Then he doesn't play last year, and now he breaks his leg. So I don't want to say what he is or isn't going to be. Incomplete. It's right. just incomplete. Yeah, but for the record, he wasn't good enough to play last year. Like you had Jimmy well, G. Well, he Jimmy wasn't G. good enough. No, they were doing yeah, yeah. the same, but it was the same thing they were trying to do with Patrick Mahomes, but, who might have okay. been, who was good enough to play for a lot of teams, but his team had an entrenched starter and had just made the playoffs, no, I mean, and it wasn't an indictment on uh, them. I he mean, couldn't beat out Jimmy mean, G. I, I made that's, a great that's point. Fine. That's fine. Justin Fields looked like he was going to get the Josh Rosen treatment. Where he said just okay for the lately. second yeah. year instead of one, and now the last right. couple weeks played well, and Mac Jones literally was benched within a game and has the f- fans chanting for zap- Zappy. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence, on the other hand, has been the only guy to show A-level flashes and for full games this year. Now, does he have a problem with red zone turnovers? Yes. Oh. Does he have a problem with late game turnovers? Yes. Okay. There's no question about that. But Let's he is. Problem. But despite all that, when he has the best passer rating for his career of any of them other than Mac. He has had the most success of any of them in his career other than Mac. And he is, unlike Mac, making a case does not have <laughs> Well, because Mac has regressed greatly. Mac Mac was the leader. I didn't believe it, but he was. But now he has been the worst quarterback in the league this year. Okay. Can I, well, that's you. not true. It, Thank you. It is true. He Thank leads the league in just, picks. He just he, beat the or, Jets. I don't know. The, he was not. He's not better than that quarterback. Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson started every game. So I guess Mac hasn't either. One of the very worst quarterbacks in the league. Okay. Pardon can me. I show you a graphic? It just for the record, the Trevor Lawrence has problems with red zone turnovers. Is like the Titanic has problems hitting icebergs. <laughs> the Titanic captain. Like <laughs> it's an issue. So. Trevor Lawrence has won, and now we're in a year, it's been a year and a half, has won five games. What about this year, though? What about he, this he won, year? He won a few games this year. And what has Mac done this year? Well, Mac Jones is 12 and 10. Yeah, because last year he was good, and this year he's been awful. Has, okay, 
Go ahead, Coach. So look, All, look, if you need this, this Cliff Notes version of this graphic, Mac Jones is better in every single category throughout their career. Tre- Trevor Lawrence has improved this year in, in almost every single category. Okay, so that, that's the positive, and we, everybody's giving him bye for last year. But the red zone issue, the late game issue, those aren't things that you can just gloss over. Now, with Mac Jones, if you look at what he's done this year and, and even late last year, it, it's a problem. But he should also get a little bit of a buy for the fact that he's got a new offensive coordinator, two guys that were on defense. And this is what I said I thought was going to be the issue with this format, is when you've got those guys and your offense runs into problems, they don't have the experience to, to really take a young quarterback and say, this is what you need to fix. This was my biggest fear. So you've got to give him a little bit of an asterisk. And he's, he has an injury as well. And if you look at his first year, his, his completion percentage, his quarterback rating, was better than Josh Allen's three out of the last of his first four years. So, so I'd say, look, I don't think he's necessarily going to be a franchise quarterback, but he's got the best chance to be a franchise quarterback with this How franchise. How can you say that? Well, with well, this so you franchise. would take him over Trevor Lawrence? Yes, yes. because I, in, in New England, in that system, but I think he fits that how, system. How can we say that when we don't even know if he's going to be the Patriots quarterback in three weeks? They, that's true. That, I mean, Zach, he was—he got let benched. Let him look game. bad this week. Okay, I, he's I not going to look bad he, against the Colts. He, the reason he beat the, the Jets, Jets was because his pick, terrible pick six, which was his second interception of the day, got called back because the Jets guy made a boneheaded move. He is one—he is one mistake by a Jets defensive lineman away from having already lost his job. But we we, we give we give Trevor Lawrence the yeah. benefit of the doubt based off of Gatorade the coaching National staff he had, and we're not giving Mac Jones any of the benefit of the play. doubt yeah. about Thank transitioning yeah. with this coaching staff. One of the greatest staff. college players it's ever. Real. I it's also real. thought that was a little dirty pool because the Patriots fans were chanting Zappy, but Jacksonville doesn't have any fans to chant, so that was a oh, little bit Oh, oh well done. Wow. Yeah. Now yeah. maybe if you can just remember that Trevor Lawrence won three games as a rookie, not two. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Oh. Well, well, now your points are valid. Thanks. I'm sorry. <laughs> and that three games. Appreciate that. <laughs> hey, Drop coming up next, woo, should the Nets trade Kevin Durant? Or better question, should Kevin Durant just say, I'm not showing up, I'm out of here? No, he It doesn't matter what the question is. Bruce is going to change. Speaking of a team that needs some relief, Brooklyn Nets. Here's Vince Goodwell writing in Yahoo. Friend of the show. The dysfunctional Nets have only one choice. Trade Kevin Durant. Nick, is that the answer? Well, of course, that's where this is going to end up. Here's the thing. We know it's ending there. Do we? Absolutely we know it's ending there. This team is broken, and they are absolutely screwed pick-wise. Just for a quick reminder on where they at pick-wise. What they have incoming is Philadelphia's first-round pick in 2027, maybe. That's what they have coming in. Here's what they have going out. This year, Houston can swap with them. Next year, Houston gets their pick. The year after that, Houston can swap with them. 2026, Houston gets their pick. And the year after that, Houston can swap with them. So the next five years, they either get their own pick or Houston's pick, or they just give their pick away. The Kyrie thing is not sustainable. And even you, the biggest Nets fan that we know, thinks that it's in play that the best case scenario is that Kyrie's done after this year with the team, if he makes it through this year. Ben Simmons is not part of winning basketball in the year of our Lord 2022. And Kevin Durant, despite averaging a career high this season in points per game, at least prior to last night's game he was, the team's awful. You have to tear it down just like you did 
after the KG and Paul Pierce thing didn't work. It's the only hope. They're going to, for the second time in a decade, no. going to have to salt the earth after their super team was stillborn. Then That's if, what's going to happen. If they were going to tear it down, why not keep Steve Nash for now? Well, I mean, really. It was if if they were just going to give in on this season, then you could have kept no, Steve I'm not Nash. saying they need to trade Kevin Durant today. But in, in two weeks. I think Vinny or, meant before the trade deadline. Yeah. Or, or actually soon. Yeah. As soon in as the possible. Next, in the next month. Yeah. So what's the difference between trading him today or because in the next are, two weeks? Sean Marks is still trying to peddle this nonsense that they're going to get it turned around. Well, as opposed I, to blow what, a double what, lead to the Bulls. If line. I were running the Nets, I would believe that too. Come on. He, first of all, he's trying to save his job. Yeah. Sean right. Marks. All right. And you're bringing in, we think, reportedly, Ime Udoka. You, who basketball-wise, we know he's got the issues off the court, but basketball-wise is just what the doctor ordered. He can Now, I'm not saying they're going to become the bad boy Pistons defensively, but coaches that focus on defense can turn Bro, teams around. How can you the say? Lakers were 21st in defense a yeah. year ago. Same personnel. They're third right, right now because Darvin Ham is emphasizing it. He's just what the doctor ordered when we, I, we can't – Gloss over the fact that he's the only coaching candidate that brings with him a media firestorm. And they're already in the midst of a giant media firestorm. And they don't have anyone to shepherd them through it. KD's been tweeting all day. And KD, when he tweets, I find him more likable these days. He sent this tweet just as a reply to someone. I want to read it. I'm saying my only obligation to the sport is to perfect my craft. Be a student and be a good teammate. All that other stuff is just extras. That's what I mean by just hooping. The dude loves be- playing he, basketball. So here's the, this is why I find him likable, but it's also why he's not going to be able to pull them out of this. He doesn't think, all right, I'm the highest paid guy, I'm the best guy, I'm the face of the franchise, the room is on fire, I'm going to try to calm the waters. He thinks his job... Yeah. Is just to kick ass at basketball. But that's who he is at this hey, right. point. That's my point. That's so, who he's always. That's who he been. is. And I'm not asking him to be someone different is foolish. He's not going to do it, and he doesn't think he should have to. So Nick, why not give it a try? They did. That's oh what this. The, the, dude, How, six, what six games? What are they? Games. Two and eight games no now. Trying. Eight games is it? With and I'm bringing in a new coach. I'm look. It may get to trading Kevin Durant over the summer, although. Over the summer, I won't have to worry about Kyrie Irving anymore. Oh and maybe I want to look We're at this. because No, I'm next not year, getting rid. But, but I'm serious. November. I'm, there, it is ridiculous to even have in the back of their mind, we might want to trade Durant okay, so soon. Here's the, I mean, did they want to do, fire, hold they on, hold on, Steve Nash? to do what? To go to back to over. what they were yeah. before they got Durant to, and to Kyrie? And a mediocre team? Chet and Pitt. Yeah, that's uh, happening. Why not? Why would Oklahoma City do that? They, Durant's not leading them to a championship. Durant and SGA is a hell of a better combo than what they have in Brooklyn they, right now. They, are they winning a championship? I don't know. But you, I, you know. Okay, no. what about what about the Pelicans? Who have all you the picks keep, in the you've world? You've been peddling that Pelican stuff. Who have all the for, picks in the world months. and can make it work? 
There's a all lot right. of teams. I like all this. There's stuff. a lot of teams that have picks and that can you give Brooklyn look. a chance. Okay. What, I don't Go know ahead. if this is fear that the Nets might turn. I don't. It's there fear. is no it's reason. It's not. There it's is not fear. There hand. is no reason to trade Kevin Durant right now. Okay. Here's the other option. Right now. Maybe Kevin Durant. Give it a try. Wants out, and the only evidence I have out. that Kevin Durant wants out is. Oh, yeah, he publicly said he wanted out. You this know what? Summer. I don't care if Kevin Durant wants out. Okay, can I get Kevin you one Durant, more how many points is he averaging a game right now? 30. Okay. He, he do, probably doesn't, he wants out, but he's giving me 30 points yeah, a game. He shows up in hoops. That's okay. Then I'm fine with that. I'm, I'm fine with giving it a shot. That's all I'm saying. Why in the world would I throw in the okay, towel so here's my eight games into the season oh. when I got two, uh, okay. one Hall of Famer for and sure? 18, we'll see about what Kyrie. About 28 games. What about it? If it, what if, 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 if it doesn't improve under the next coach, well, if it continues it to go south, to a degree. maybe. They're not going to win 25% of their games all year. They're not going to go 21 and 61, okay? Because that's the pace they're on for right now. But if, if over I, the next 20 games, they're a. Uh, Nine and eleven, and so that brings their season record to eleven and seventeen. Then can can we finally admit? My question is: This is a business. At what point? And and they are failing. No, no, hold on. They are dead last in the league. Yeah, you know why? Because they raised the ticket prices thirty percent after getting swept by Boston. But they're thirteenth in the league. They filled ninety-eight point seven percent of capacity. That's great. That's thirteenth in the league. So they're not failing business-wise. Okay, they okay. They're bringing in the fans. They're in the okay. You got one of the most exciting players of this era. Why would I, Kevin Durant? Oh, why would I trade him now? It, it, look, I've got plenty of time to trade Kevin Durant if I need to. There is no way I'm just throwing my hands up in the air and saying, you know what, we blew it. Let's go back to what we were in 2017 with Spencer Dinwiddie and right. be mediocre. That's, that yeah, that's, by better. the way, that team didn't get swept in round one. So what? It was, it, it, fine. But I don't want to be mediocre. And I don't want to think being in the lottery – how long Sacramento been, been in the lottery? How long were the Clippers in the lottery before they got Blake Griffin? I mean, just having lottery picks, most lottery picks don't become all-stars. Yeah, I know. That doesn't mean you're good. You know what that is? That's selling hope to your fans. Yeah, it's better than selling nonsense. Nah, which is the is, idea that this team, listen, you, you wild. Yeah. Get Since Kevin they went to, yes, you, you don't do. want to give him up. Of course well, you, you want to get a Kevin Durant. Your the whole deal. point of the sports is to get a Kevin Durant. And it takes a... Mm, a truly historic level of incompetence to get a Kevin Durant and to never see round well, three. Been, but hold that's on, Nick, what, though. No, let, let's keep it real. Mm-hmm. They really haven't had a chance. Some of it they're only well, doing have one. from Kyrie, they're never have but one. some of it injuries, that's too, that's fine. including Kevin Durant's so that's injury. Fine, but so such is life, and it's bad luck, and it wasn't meant to be. But it's, it's better to admit it now. Why? Why because is it they're never going to c- compete for a title brew with Kevin Durant. Why? Never. Is, but what if they can get to the second round, have a nice playoff? Then you just said, what's that? the point of being mediocre? You That's just not you mediocre. Mediocre is in the play-in and, and what they were before they got okay. Durant. I'd no like stars, to, no listen, individuals that people want to see. Since KD's been there, they've been worse than the Hawks. 
So I don't think that they because of now, injuries well, largely injuries and, 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 and the anti-vaccination coaching and now they don't have a coach and the guy who was anti-vax now is uh, alleged to be anti something much worse and Durant demanded a trade and now is playing as a hostage. But I'm sure in a month it'll here's turn out why better. Vinny and you want look and I and I admire this to a degree. We gotta go. You want but, it for Durant, which yeah. is fine. But I'm the Nets. I'm it's doing also what's better, better for the for Nets. The Nets. No, it's not. It's to rip yeah. the Band-Aid off. Same record as the Pistons, but with none of the good vibes. It's early. We got a new coach coming in. Hey, coming up next, tears. Best segment in all of sports television. Stay with Durant, us. Durant, Harden, first. Kyrie, Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, Darren Williams. More 30 wins. Speaking of world-class television programs, <laughs> last night, a secretive and select committee of Brainiacs, Bookworms, and Brad Pitt, is that true? He is a fellow Missourian. <laughs> Convened in Nick's living room to burn the midnight oils <laughs> and concoct what is known as the best segment in all of sports television. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Nick's Tears. Thank you very much, Kevin Wilds. And the committee was a little late last night. Oh. Because a couple of them had visited your house in upstate New York to do some <laughs> terrible candy rankings. So it was quite long, a cellar ride back down. But they got there in time to debut this week's tiers. This week, it's a nine-level tier. Ooh. But first, we get to the eliminated portion. These are teams whose seasons are already over. Wow. We know they're already over. <laughs> and once you join the ranks of the eliminated, you are, in fact, eliminated. We do not debut the eliminated tier until after week seven. And it has grown by one. The Colts this week, Coach, joined the eliminated tier. I see you fidgeting in your seat. Is there a problem here? <laughs> Yesterday we were talking about Miles Garrett potentially being the defensive player of the year. Yes. They've got Nick Chubb. They've got a ridiculous running yes. game. They just blew out the, the Bengals, and they've got Deshaun Watson coming back with, with six games to go in the season, but yet they're, they're eliminated. eliminated. Well, no. the reason for that is You're twofold. Wrong. One of which I bet you don't know. The first one that you probably don't know is they're three and seven. And you might say, that's not possible. We've only played eight games. That's correct. But they are, in fact, 3-7. and seven. The record says 3-5. and five, mm -hmm. But their next two games are at Miami and at Buffalo. So they are, in fact, 3-7. and seven. So when Deshaun gets there, it will not matter. And the other reason they are in the eliminated tier after beating the Bengals is once you drop to the eliminated tier, you stay there. Yeah. We have never once in the history of the committee had a team touch the eliminated tier and then make the postseason. This year will be no different. Now we get to the actual tiers and the teams that actually matter. <laughs> All right, hanging by a thread. Any of these teams, can we show it, please? Yeah, here it comes. Raiders, Jags, Cards, Washington, and the Saints. Telling you right now, fans of those teams, if they lose this week, they drop down to the eliminated. So they are hanging by a thread. What's up, Chris Broussard? Just... I, I'm sorry, and I get it. The, the, the rules of the tiers yeah. are that once you're eliminated, you stay You're eliminated. There. But how in the world... Mm -hmm are the Jacksonville Jaguars ahead of the Denver Broncos. Well, Denver just beat them. Denver just beat them last week. All right, Denver's got a better quarterback, I and they've got a better uh -oh. record. How in the world is Denver not? It bothers me. Okay. Because I see bias. Okay. I see a lack of objectivity. Okay, well, so the Jags were on row seven of the tiers last week. They're now on row nine. They're hanging by a thread. I don't know how much more you want me to do for a last minute. <laughs> I think minute, Denver should be hanging if they're hanging by a national loss. A loss is a loss. deal with the time zones and the metric <laughs> oh system, and all. It's also a sad place to play after the passing it's a of whole the Deer game Queen. For them. A lot They're of things going on there, and 
I, I can't believe I have to explain this again. Once you are eliminated, yeah. you stay eliminated. I think the bottom So guess be- what? The Broncos next week, you know where they're going to be? In if the eliminated win, tier. If they win this week? They're still eliminated. Yeah, Once you're eliminated, you're eliminated. Problem now, hey, guys, <laughs> can yeah, we please get to the, the actual let's tiers? Yeah, that's unbelievable. All right, next group. Ah, eh, whatever. That's just really what they're called. <laughs> I mean, listen, they're, they're all overachieving to a degree. Uh, the Jets and Patriots just play boring offensive football. The Falcons actually are somewhat exciting, but they also had no business winning. They won because a referee threw a ridiculous flag on DJ Moore. They're fine. It's credit to them. They're not hanging by a thread and they're alive for the postseason. But nobody's excited about like, hey, guess what? You're going to watch the Falcons this week. Nobody feels that way. All right, living on reputation. Without this te- these teams' success over the last few years or without their Hall of Fame quarterbacks in the Packers and Bucks. Uh, cases, nobody would consider these teams as a threat to do anything. But because the Rams are the defending champs, because the Bucks have the GOAT, and because the Packers have been in consecutive conference championship games and have a two, four-time MVP quarterback with amazing hair, are, you feel like they're scary, even though they're probably not. All right, Chuck it deep. These teams, they uh, even though they have injuries at wide receiver, there's one reason they're scary. Because the quarterback and the deep ball, they don't really do much else well right now. The Chargers should be good on defense. They're too banged up. Both these teams should be able to run the ball. They don't. But when Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are healthy, when Jamar Chase and T. Higgins are healthy, those teams, you feel like they can beat anybody if they just have Burrow and Justin Herbert throwing it deep. Next group. Begrudging respect. These teams are 22-8, and eight, and I guess the goal is to win football games. So at some point, you have to give them their respect. Even though, do we think any of these teams are good? I don't know. I guess the Vikings are good. I know Coach capes for Mike Vrabel, and they've won five in a row, and they don't turn the ball over. But my God, did you watch them this week? Their quarterback completed six passes this week, and you're like, oh, well, he ran the ball. No, he had 12 yards rushing, and they won by two scores. It's fine. Give them their respect, but I don't like it. Trade deadline champs. Hmm. Add Bradley Chubb. Add Christian McCaffrey. Add Roquan Smith. Three teams that were already contenders that added significant pro bowl or all pro level performers at the trade deadline. They all got better. Truly terrifying. Teams that don't always play a complete game, but when they do, look like they are as good as anyone in football, but a little too often, like the Cowboys against the Lions, it's like, wait, you really only played great for a quarter. Or the Bills again in their most recent game, where it's like, wait, you only played good against the Packers for a half, but when they put it all together, they look unbelievable. Undefeated, but untrustworthy. What? Wow. Listen, the committee cannot get out of its head down 31 nothing in the playoffs eight months ago. It can't. We have nine months ago. It can't. We apologize. You're undefeated. You've played incredibly good, incredibly well all year. Can't get it out of its head. But right now, it does look like you're going to be 11 and 0. Probably finish the season 14 and 3. Still be a little untrustworthy. And then the obvious favorite. That's fine. Oh my goodness! Did you see the underrated move of the deadline? What was it? Adding what, the guy that people were calling what coming out of college, the poor man's Tyree Kill. Kadarius Tony for pennies on the dollar. And did you see their first round pick? Trent McDuffie just came off IR. A team that is so, you know, plush with riches. They're trading away starting players for conditional seventh round picks because their draft class needs to get on the field. There's still the favorites. There's no reason not to be the favorites. There's the tears for week nine. What's the problem? Uh, What's the problem? 
So Wild said off the top that they were burning midnight oil. I, I don't think that's what the committee was burning last oh. night. I checked, I, drug use. I checked oh, the laws. Oh, let's drug use I in the committee. checked the laws in New York, uh-huh. and it's legal. Yeah. Uh, let's just look at truly terrifying versus versus your top your yeah. top the person, which is always which is it's not always, always. Every it's always week, right. it's always your Every top team. It's not always. But but, but let's just let's just look at it. So so head to head. Can we pull up the graphic, please? I finally have a graphic. Yeah. And I only make a graphic <laughs> for this thing. Yeah. Let's see. Excellent. All right. So head to head, they lost. They have a worse record. The Bills have a better record. It's not the same. And then Keta wouldn't let me put every category that the Bills are better than them in. <laughs> but they're pretty much better in every offensive and defensive category. Oh, points. Points that, seem like a big category. And I, I see a first next to the Chiefs. Oh, I'm sorry. Points seem important. I, I'm sorry I couldn't list the other 15 that, that the Bills <laughs> were better than Kansas City. In. That's interesting. So, so I've got this limited graphic points that doesn't show how much how slanted the, the uh, difference is. Then head-to-head, they're better. And then record, they're better. But how on the tiers do they end up two slots Well, listen, I was as shocked as you guys were. However, the committee downgraded the Bills thanks to their performance against Green Bay. Those Josh Allen interceptions they didn't like. So this is like college football. You get rated based on how you win, not if you win. Yeah, obviously. I mean, yeah. clearly, you know what? You know what's the, the ratings based on if you win? They're called the standings, and you can find them in yeah. your USA Today. You like, oh, what? let I, me I, turn I, to page six for the standings. I have if you want Bowl, some cogent analysis, I have, I have a Super Bowl ring, and we didn't really win that pretty well. Okay, wow. well, that's fine. <laughs> so that's <laughs> hey, Super Bowl. Hey, you, you know, know what? Who tried to win pretty the, the Rams nuclear, year, and, and you know what? Hey, and coach, let me tell you something else about a Super Bowl ring you have from 2004, where if we did a little head to head of, oh, did they win head to head, and what were the rankings? The Colts would be way better than you guys, but you punched them in the mouth in the playoffs because you always beat them in the playoffs. So don't just... Yeah, we beat them head-to-head, just like the Bills beat the Chiefs nah, head-to-head. One of those years the Colts beat you head-to-head. I'll have to, yeah, check, the, I'll have to check the dates, yeah. Coach. Go, go I think back. you're playing it's, fast it's... and loose with the rules. <laughs> go ahead. Okay. Dusty and I were up late looking at the All-22. We, we were just grinding, <laughs> grinding. On the real road, Dusty was moving, there, moving back and forth. We would like to have a petition to move the Eagles up. The number one reason, and we figured this out after grinding the All-22. Turns out, they haven't lost. (laughs) So I was like, wow, look at that, haven't lost, Dusty. That That doesn't matter. Well, it seems like a good one. And I know it's not the standings, it's not power rankings, but there has to be something special when you haven't lost. And Eagles, top 10 scoring offense and defense, number three offense, number four defense. Better than the Bills, number two offense, number one defense. No, they're not. Not Dusty. better than the Bills. The only other team. Dusty, yeah. Dusty, you got to take that graphic and cut no. it in half. <laughs> we only want the Eagles part. You got a graphic on the Bills. Stop my argument. So you want to my Sorry. graphic? Kind of went there blind. That was a Dusty special. Reason number two. The Philly winning attitude. This is my sweet spot. The emotional part. A.J. Brown. I like, a, I like a team with a little bit of something, you know? A little bit of attitude. A.J. Brown scores, points at guys, Fletcher Cox in the World Series. I also believe in town contagious winning. So if mm. the Phillies win, I like okay. that teams get hot. It's a lot of being in Boston, okay. which we call title town. Okay, not bad, not bad. Uh, and finally... Jalen's ball security. I like this. You know what? Ball security is job security. That's what Brandon Marshall always told me. Believed him. Jalen is just not turning the ball over. We look at most pass attempts with less than three turnovers. Jalen's out there. Yeah. They got Mitchell Trubisky. He's like, yeah. Dak's only throwing the ball 81 times. P.J. Walker, yeah. Heineke. Wow. So I, the fact, the, the main point is, and I know there's a lot okay. of data there. The main <laughs> takeaway is this. The Eagles haven't lost a game. Mm-hmm. 
And that means. So can I address your points here? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff. There's okay, like you made three points. There. One of them is just dumb. The okay, Philly, the one? fact that the Philadelphia Phillies are in the World Series is an impact. So I'm just going to cross <laughs> that through. So then your other two points seem like good ones. Jalen's ball security. I'll tell you why that actually is one of the reasons I don't trust the. Okay, let's hear it. They have been so. I don't want to call them lucky, but it's been statistically improbable. Their plus-minus turnover-wise. Their lack of turnovers, their fumble luck, their ability to force turnovers, you feel like that's going to regress to the mean a bit. So that concerns me. And the literally haven't lost. We've yeah. been doing the show together, you and me, yeah. for three football seasons. I know, but still. And two football seasons ago, Kevin Wilds, during the tears, was like, when are you going to respect the Steelers at 9-0, <laughs> at 10-0, at 11-0? And my answer was never. And then the Steelers lost their first playoff game. And last year. Uh, maybe the Cardinals are just the best team in football. When are you going to respect the undefeated <laughs> Cardinals at 6-0, at 7-0? My answer was never. Yeah, that's true. And they got embarrassed in the first playoff game. So my real question is, when are you going to learn that these are not the standings? They're more valuable than the standings. And record, while important, is a slightly overrated component to who the best team actually is. You know what? Fair points. Thank you. Appreciate wow. that. Wow. Well, you know, sometimes gave in like I'm not giving in. I'm looking to deliver coaching analysis. No, you gave in. You know what? Two ears, one mouth sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm willing to listen. Hey, coming up after the break. More first things first. Talking Kawhi. <laughs> Talking Kawhi Leonard, too. Oh, welcome back to First Things First. This is going to be a great conversation. Kawhi Leonard not making the trip to Texas. Clippers Rockets tonight. Uh, reportedly frustrated, his knees flaring up. Nick, what do you make of this? Kawhi is an idea at this point, not an all-star, and the Clippers aren't contenders. Uh, they can't Not be. without him. That, I mean, they, they can't be. And right now, if you were to say... Contracts don't matter. Salary doesn't matter. And it's, it's the, only for this season. There are 30 guys in this league I'd rather have than Kawhi Leonard. 30? Because, 30. I'll show you the names, and you, we don't have to go through them all. But here are the 30 guys. All of those guys. If, you told, if, if the Clippers could right now, just for this season, replace Kawhi with any of those 30, they have a better chance of winning. Because Paolo make it? How, how can Paolo, Kate Cunningham, <laughs> Well, many of those 30, the, though, don't really change the Clippers. I'm not saying they're winning a title with them. Right, right. No, no, no. I understand. But Ka- Kawhi Brew is talked about like he's still what he was, you know, three years last ago. Last time he was healthy. Last time he was healthy. But I, Brew, is, was this an ACL or an amputation? Like, what's <laughs> happening? Look, I, I don't I don't disagree with your 30 because to be honest, any all-star caliber player or p- potentially all-star caliber player like Paolo, I would take right now over Kawhi. I mean, Ka- and you, you love he's Kawhi. I, right. Like at this point, I cannot count on Kawhi Leonard. Now, let me say this because I've talked to some people around the league about this. A f- half a week, a week ago, they were a week ago. They were fearing. They thought it was tendonitis, the Clippers. Okay. Now there's a fear that it's worse. Now I don't know what that means. Does that mean it's still he re-injured it? I, I don't want to say he re-injured it, but is it? It's just not fully healed. Whatever. This is an eight to twelve month injury torn ACL for most players. It's been fifteen months since his injury. Now I don't know if it's 
the physical as in there's still a problem with the knee or if it's mental in that Kawhi has, for the most part throughout his career, not wanted to play unless he's 110% other than that contract year in Toronto mm-hmm. when he won the, con- won the finals and got a big contract. So, Nick, I, look, I can't argue this. This is a serious problem for the Clippers because you said it. Without Kawhi Leonard, they're not even close and to a Paul contender. George's banged up. All, you know, I yeah, he, he, well, the but, strain but is getting on him. Of, he's Absolutely. had a lot of surgeries, a lot of injuries. Do you think it's weird that he didn't travel? Because he was on record earlier in the year, like, you know what, I do want to travel, but last year he didn't. Now he's not traveling here. I don't yeah, know it's, if it's, it's like, a, like an altitude thing, like pressure he doesn't want, or he's just like prioritizing treatment. But it seems really bad. And here's the other kind of, this is not like a super fun thing to talk about. I have switched from, and I I don't know if I'm early on this in like basketball media or fans, from sort of annoyance, because I feel like the the attitude around Kawhi's injuries are people are a little annoyed. That like maybe you're not playing hurt, you know, you're taking load management, all that whole thing, people are annoyed. I've switched over or crossed the bridge into like sadness a little bit. That like, oh, we're we're on the other side of this now. Like, are we never going to see this guy? I've seen more with Jack Harlow than I have with Paul George. I started to feel, like, bummed out about it. Yeah, I'm more sadness. I get the feeling you're more annoyance. No, I I was annoyed with Kawhi a long time ago. With the load man. With the load man. A few years ago, he took a game off before Halloween. And I was like, okay, we've lost the plot here. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it was, I think it was third game of the season. It was load right. management. Like, give me a break. Right. But now, it, it, listen, you guys know me well enough, and I hope the audience knows me well enough to know, I have a deep, passionate love for basketball and the history of basketball. <clears throat> and he had a chance to be a historically unique and important player. I don't think he has that chance anymore. He's still an all-time great. Was he top 75? Yes. He was top 75 Which, uh, and deservedly so. Right. I, it, absolutely I right. Think. The two, I don't care about the first finals MVP, but the second finals MVP and yeah. the two defensive player of the year awards, that deserves put him there. But in, even in the games he's played, this year Kawhi Leonard has played 42 minutes mm-hmm. and has 25 points and 13 rebounds. He's done that over two games. It's, he's 12 and 6 in 21 minutes per game in a couple games this year. Right. That's probably but, that, but is that who he well, is? That, is I he mean, just like an awesome if, bench guy? If he could – well, that's the fear going forward, that he may not be a full-time 35-minute-a-night guy ever again. I hate to say it that that's way. That's crazy. So let me ask you this, Nick, because I, yeah. I asked the annoyed yeah, go sadness thing. If he isn't that guy, you do you feel like it's his fault? I mean, or it's just no, like I a th- Grant Hill thing, like man. I think it's bad luck, but I think that I think that if you could go back and do it over again, maybe it would have served him better to play through some nicks and bruises earlier in his career and maybe his body. Or maybe power. listen, maybe the reason he wouldn't was he knew his body better than anyone and he knew he was, you know what I mean? Brittle in this regard, but whatever it is, it the Clippers, you know, the Clippers, Nets, and Lakers all came together in the same year, and the Lakers are the ones we make fun of. They're the only ones that accomplished anything together. And they got the, two years, ninety-four million left on his. Yeah, it's not great. After this season, after this year, after so this really season. three years, a buck thirty-five, yeah. including this year, it's crazy. <laughs> hey, more first things first. After the break, talking Knicks medals and the Phillies. Not going back to Houston. It's going. Wow. Back. Not going wow. back. Wow. Going not back. going back. Even it up tonight. Medals time. Start with Heat Warriors. Jimmy ices this game. 
and the Heat keep their championship promise alive. Jimmy's not trying to hear you right off their season already, bro. Uh, no, not good not enough to win the medal, though. What's no. the deal? Bronze medal, our second oldest medalist ever. Oh. The point god, Chris Paul, 15, oh. 8, and 12. $100 to either of you can name the oldest medalist. Can you do it? LeBron. No, I knew you'd go there. Giannis Aslam, the game he I played, got four points in one in two minutes a couple years ago. Oh, and he got tricked you wild. Keep that $100 in my pocket. Silver medal, <laughs> Zach Levine. Guys, Zach Levine, I was there for it. It was so cool. He won the nightly Barclays promotion. Play the Nets. Get your season high. Really? Zach Levine, come was on down. High? Yeah, it was. was. Of course it was. 29-5, Zach Levine. And then a gold. Two-time medalist this year. Ooh. SGA, 34-4-6. and six. Did the Thunder win the Paul George trade? Resoundingly, yes. Yes, the answer to that is yes. Good they did. Yeah, of course it's a good take. They're all good takes. Not all. That's the I'm medal stand every day, from last night I in the attention. NBA. They're not all good. Oh, yeah. about 60%. <laughs> You're like a 50, 40, 90 guy. Oh, 40, 90 guy? <laughs> but the 40 is Just it. shut up. <laughs> Do read the hey, player resume. Time for our player resumes. No surprise, highlighting Bryce Harper. Smashed a two-run home run. First pitch he saw in front of an electric Philadelphia crowd that's powering the Phillies and the Eagles. Also told Alex Bohm what to do. Say, hey, by the way, hey, he's tipping his pitches. <laughs> then Bohm came up and hit a home run. Brew, how do you see game four ending up tonight? Wow. Can I tell you what's going to happen? No, you, I'm going to tell you what's going to okay. happen. You got Aaron Nola on the mound for yeah. the Phillies. I think his ERA is like 11 over the last two games in the playoffs. Rough. He's going to get ripped, all right? Astros even this thing up. Okay, that's, can I that's defend Aaron Nola tonight. for a moment? Of course. He has can. four starts this postseason. The first two, oh. he gave up zero earned runs combined. The last two, the he's last given two? up 11 earned runs combined. Okay. So, some would say he's due. Oh, I like due. that. He's due. I like that. He's no, due. He's too due bad. To too good. That's too bad. Is. Now he's going to have a good one. Can I show you my favorite graphic that Dusty made? Not the one with the Bills Eagles. Yeah, that was a sure. disaster for me. Let's in see. Segment. This one uh, about tipping his pitches. Yeah. 58. Breaking balls and off-speed pitches, four home runs last night. Prior to that, 651 pitches, zero home runs. The odd part about that, bro, if you're the Astros or if you're Lance out there, after the third home run, you got to <laughs> I'm shocked they left him in. Here? Well, that, plus they left him in enough to – no other pitchers can, ever given up five homers in a playoff game. Astros, never been known to be a team that, you know, doesn't pay attention to all the details. How can they should have, that's a very nice if any thing. team should have known? How can they not pick up right. on this? If any team should have known, how can someone not <laughs> yeah. save him Especially from himself? Guys, or when Bryce Hart like, hey, by the way, <laughs> it's on TV, yeah. and that graphic, by the way, <laughs> by the Love way, that graphic was so good. I'm fairly convinced that was our guy Josh that made it. Ooh, not, not wow, that, that was a Josh Warren Cool on the Josh Dusty kind of tension that we have. Josh is on the come though. Oh, absolutely, Josh is definitely on the come. Oh, yeah. I love Josh. <laughs> it's what everybody 